Welcome to Z Podway, where you get the luxury of listening to your favorites on Broadway wherever you are. With Eli and Ashley. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Z Broadway and check out our site at zbroadway.com for updates and new episodes. Now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, listeners of Z Podway. My name is Eli, and I'm your host for today's performance of the podcast starring Emma Stratton. Uh, she started as one of the understudies in Prince of Broadway on Broadway a few years back, before then leading the national tours of Bullets Over Broadway and one of my favorites, Anything Goes, as Rena Sweeney. Uh, how, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I mean, we've been in contact for since August, uh, so it's great that we can finally finally connect and do this um the halloween weekend right uh yeah um how okay so you you did a lot a lot more before i did my little research uh last night to write this bio that i'm reading right now word for word um but i want to start with like how did you get your start in performing did you did your parents take you to shows and you said i want to do that or were you just put into shows as an after-school activity. We can just start there. Yeah, so um, I was born in Minnesota. And when I was in first grade, my my family moved to California with my brother and sister and I. And our whole family, you know, 20 cousins, seven, my dad has seven brothers and sisters. Everybody lived in Minnesota. And oh when we moved to California, dad's job, we knew absolutely nobody. Um, and so my parents liked theater and, and went to famously the first time they went to New York together, they saw Tommy twice in mm. one trip <laughs> on Broadway. And so uh, other than that, though, I think my parents just wanted us to meet people as quickly as possible. And I'm the youngest, so um, especially brother and sister. And uh, I was too young at the time to join the community theater. So my brother and sister did a production of Oliver and I memorized the whole script and every song. <laughs> and at opening night, I, I didn't know that I was sitting in front of, or sorry, in back of the director. And at intermission, she turned around and was like, who are you? Why are you? Why do you know all of the lyrics and every line? Because <laughs> I was saying it during the act. And of course, my mom was mortified. And she's like, No, 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 I know you're too young, but you have to audition for the next uh, musical we're doing by Birdie. And so literally, when I was seven, I was like, this is what I'm doing. And I, I've never sort of strayed from it. And it was always just everybody that that's what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what about, what about professionally? Um, so I ended up going to school at Penn State, um, for four years and I majored in musical theater and it was a tiny class of 11. They have an amazing program at Penn State and it's four hours away from the city. And, um, a couple weeks before graduation and before, before showcase and stuff, one of the directors that I was working with at Penn State said, hey, they're having trouble finding a Reno Sweeney for the Anything Goes national tour. Would you be interested? They're having another like, round of auditions. And of course, I said yes. <laughs> and um, the day of my last classes, I got the call at 10 a.m. that I got it. And I put my phone on mute. And I was living with my best friend, Sam, at the time. And I'm like knocking on his door. Mm -hmm. And he woke up and was like, 
what what's wrong and I was like I got it I got it I'm on mute and I'm just absolutely freaking out you know I didn't have an agent I had you know I hadn't done showcase yet so um I got that the last day of classes and and then in the middle of anything goes one of the associates to Susan Stroman had seen the show and knew they were about to cast bullets of a Broadway and so asked me to audition and I did and and mm -hmm. I got that while I was still in anything goes which was kind of amazing so I didn't have to you know I could just save up money for two years and then come to the city after both both uh productions closed mm -hmm. I uh, forgot to mention I played Artful Dodger in Oliver one of my favorite roles I've ever played oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um uh what was well, okay. What was your reaction to the news that you were going to be on Broadway, Broadway? Um, can you give details to that? Insane. Um, <laughs> uh, so I was doing a production of Gypsy at the time uh, in Florida, and I had lost my voice. And um, for anybody that doesn't know Prince of Broadway, I, I understudied three women. So one of them was like the Sondheim track. Uh, that was Emily Skinner, to people that probably know that name, which is amazing. And uh, Janet DeCall, who did a lot of, like, the belting of Vida and, um, yeah, like, pretty much the belting track. And then Kaylee Ann Voorhees, who has played Christine on Broadway for five years in Phantom. And so she did, like, the soprano track. And I lost my voice right before the auditions, and I had actually been talking about this audition for like a year and a half mm -hmm. the same guy who had seen me in anything goes and was casting uh bullets over broadway i ran into him at an antique shop in new york and he was like oh my god would you be interested in understudying for for prince of broadway mm -hmm. it's kind of a crazy track blah 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 blah. we don't even know when auditions will be and so i said yes absolutely year and a half goes by I'm contacting my agents every couple of months have you heard about this audition and finally while I was in another show out of town it finally was happening and it was supposed to happen the day after my closing show so I had to leave uh one of my best friends is a is my voice teacher and so he was like we got to figure out how to get your voice ready <laughs> for this so right. I got in at one in the morning the audition the next day at probably 11 a.m. I was freaking out and uh, my friend James after the audition was like I know you're exhausted but for the callback like you have to be fully off book you have to just like get your crap together pretty much because it was fine and I I felt but I felt like I was too tired for this I was not what I could have been and he <laughs> voiced that to me as well um and but that's the cool thing about having a like good relationships with people because they know you and they know when you're tired but they're still rooting for you mm -hmm. so uh for the callback i was the last person hal prince and stephen sondheim are like the loves of my lives and have been for my entire life so when i walked in and he was like in the center i it was like an out-of-body experience i sang the, the phantom wishing you were somehow here again and uh, he started crying while I was singing and then saying, uh, you've got possibilities. And mm. the whole room was like cracking up and laughing. And I didn't even get to the third song because I found out later that he asked me to leave the room for a second and that I got it. 
And um, afterwards, when he called me back in, he was like, that's all we need to see. Thank you so much. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I went to the bathroom and started just crying. <laughs> I didn't know that I had gotten it yet. Uh, I just, it was so incredible. And then I was like, okay, you got to get yourself together. Cry when you get home. And while I was leaving, Susan uh, Stroman was coming into the bathroom and she like just took me by the shoulders. And I had worked with her before a couple of times. And so she took me by the shoulders and was like, Hal loves you. That was amazing. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so it was just insane. And then uh, I think maybe a couple days later, yeah, I got a call while I was on my way to an interview for to work at Anthropology. Um, I got the call. My agents, all three of them were like, you're going to, how would you feel about making your property debut in Prince of Broadway with Hal Prince? And I just cried, FaceTime my parents, FaceTime my family. They cried. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. I, I think a lot of people would choose Broadway over a clothing store. Um, <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> um, I was also in Superman, which was, uh, yeah. you got puzzled. That was that was a fun show. That was my community theater debut, and I had pre-existing friends in that. So yeah, um, yeah. do you do you remember anything from making your Broadway debut? I know that was a few years ago, but I mean, you finally made it to like these big bright lights, um, despite the fact that you already was the two national tours already. But um, what was what was that feeling like? Oh my god. So I think I have the craziest Broadway debut experience. So um, it was a short run and all the women were in one dressing room. And for like a month, maybe everybody, every woman in the cast was sick. And so me and the other understudy were just always kind of like, okay, what's going on? But everybody in the cast was incredible. So it's not like there was anything sketchy happening and people were about to call out but then didn't that never everybody was great about communication and so after about a month we were like nobody's calling out everybody's fine you know it's it's all good and so I was sitting in the last row of the mezzanine one day and it was five minutes before intermission and James again the guy came up behind me and was like Emily is out for the second act you, you're going on family oh my God. and the second act opens with uh ladies who lunch and like in the elaine stritch costume original costume and wig and everything and so we're literally running down four sets of stairs i'm like warming up while we're running and then like running backstage she already has her wig on she takes it off i put it on whatever everybody is incredible everybody's like you got this, you got this, so excited. And then uh, right before the curtain comes up, you know, it's like Emma Stratton will be playing the role of woman number one. And I was just like, this is absolutely insane. So the curtain comes up and I sing Ladies Who Lunch and in <laughs> as a Landstritch. And um, yeah, it was like the most special, I say, forever if, if that's the last time I'm ever on stage then I don't care it was absolutely incredible and doing Sondheim because right. all of her song, Sondheim songs and it was absolutely mm -hmm. amazing and my parents and my whole family got to fly out the next day and yeah for so for those who don't know and 
including me, unfortunately. Uh, what is Prince of Broadway about? Is it does it have a story? Is it a cabaret? Um, I think I got like the general gist of it being all Sondheim songs, but yeah. Yeah. So it's it's pretty much like the best of how Prince kind of mm. um, this the the story is more just like the telling of his life and um, mm. from start to not quite finish, but you know, yeah, the best of, it's like a best of CD of Hal Prince. So it was, yeah, you've got possibilities, West Side Story. So it's either like whatever he produced or directed. Um, yeah, so it was like all of the musicals that we all love and didn't even realize that he was a part of that he's he was the, the greatest of all time yeah um i want to switch over to a national tour land um specifically anything goes again such a fun show um i want to know how you make reno sweeney your own character especially when she's been played by these iconic and well-known people such as sutton foster yeah um i think it for me, being in that time period is sort of uh, not much of a challenge because I grew up watching a lot of really old movies from like the 20s to 60s. And um, mm -hmm. so those time periods like feel very in my body already. Um, I had seen the revival. I bought, we've all seen Patty do Reno Sweeney. So I like I knew that but um I think as soon as you for me when I when I find out I got a role that's iconic or something same with Gypsy and right. <laughs> um mm -hmm. you stray away from watching video I stray away from watching videos mm. because it's very easy to have that in your head and instead start watching older movies and and look at photos of the time periods and how did people move their bodies in that time and uh how did people sound in that time and does that match up with this production so and i think that's really important for even audition purposes that um you can get in your head like oh well they're replacing sutton foster with somebody should I sound like Sutton Foster? Should I make myself do what she did? And it's very rare that people are looking for that because to be honest, there was a, I think it was between me and one other girl in the final callbacks of Anything Goes and she sounded incredible. She sounded so much like Sutton. And when I, when I heard her before I went in for my audition, I was like, well, if they want that, then I mean, they have somebody that sounds exactly like Sutton, who is beautiful and clearly incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really easy to psych yourself out and be like, okay, well, that's what they're looking for. But I can't provide that. <laughs> and um, so I think going in as your most authentic self, doing all the homework that you can do beforehand, then being like, if, this is, if, if I'm what you want, great. If that's what you want, great but I, I have to bring myself to it instead of guess what you want. Mm -hmm. um, did you have any roadblocks in your career, either where you were like, um, I want to give up or uh, some alternate to that? Um, 
if so, how'd you, how'd you get through that? Because I know the pandemic has definitely affected people. And yeah, live theater is back, but um, I know some live theater, they're still struggling and people are giving up. Yeah. How, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely during the pandemic, um, there were times where it just felt kind of there were probably there's probably six months where my friends and I at the end of the six months were kind of like wow we haven't sung in a really long time and when all been doing this our entire lives it was almost a coping mechanism to be like the only place I can do this is in my bedroom or in my bathroom or something or in my car and that's such a bizarre place to be when you when it's not only your biggest passion but also like your career uh so for that to be done for a year and a half i think it was for me i started two businesses and i flipped a house during covid and so i just kept myself really busy and pursued other things that i genuinely love and i think that i'm really uh lucky to have other things that i'm really passionate about other than theater even though even though theater is my number one passion and i love it more than anything in the world but I feel really, really lucky to have been in the place where I can um, pursue other things while theater wasn't happening and find other like creative outlets. Um, so, but to answer your question, yes, there have been times where I'm like, what am I doing? I haven't, you know, gotten a call back in a while and, but I felt really good about that audition and stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing for me and for all of my friends who maybe didn't have passions before the pandemic now do, the biggest thing is to just have other things that you're interested in so that if you do have a bad audition or a callback or you really wanted something and you got in final contact for that thing and didn't get it, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't need to keep thinking about that. I can just focus on something else, something else that I like, something else that can take my mind off of it. Um, yeah, I think it's really easy to climb in a hole after <laughs> right. you haven't worked in a while, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I definitely, we're finally back, we're doing a show where my high school we just got approved to do our fall play maskless at a certain capacity in the cast. Wow. Um, but I mean, we're all vaccinated. Um, it's, it's great. We're also, um, low on cases, uh, here in the County, but, um, oh, yeah, so we're, we're really excited, uh, for that. Um, so speaking of high school, um, if you could tell your high school self one piece of advice, because I know a lot of our followers on our Instagram account are, um, are high schoolers. Uh, if you could tell yourself, uh, one uh, this could be related to theater or not, what would, what would that be? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> oh. It's, it's a little hard because I feel like I've always known what I wanted and I've had a really clear view of not only what I wanted, but like sort of well-rounded in the sense that I went to Penn State because I, for me and my personality, I didn't want to go to a conservatory because I wanted to 
um, be around all different types of people because in my mind, I wanted, I thought that that would improve my like storytelling and, and becoming different people in different shows. I thought that would be helpful to not just be around other acting majors or voice majors or something like that. Um, and yet, for me, I never went to one football game at Penn State because I'm not a football person and that's kind of crazy. And so I think it's just your personality type. But um, one piece of advice, I think it's the same that I kind of just said is to be well-rounded and, and know that just loving theater isn't enough to be a full person. And it's an amazing thing because you have such an incredible community and hopefully an open-minded community. Right. Um, and that is huge. I can't imagine my life without, without all of my trans and, and gay friends that I met in high school right. and are still really good friends with. Um, mm -hmm. So to start there, but then not only end there, like find movies that you love, find a museum that you love find other things that you really enjoy so that it's not the only thing in your life mm -hmm. awesome well before we wrap up 20 minutes great timing um <laughs> i just have some quick questions uh no timer just kind of rapid fire thing um uh favorite role you've ever played mrs lovett in sweeney Todd. musical Oh my gosh! Favorite music, like, or like, or like, what I'm listening to right now, as in, there? like, on, right now, or uh, any anything on Broadway right now? Oh gosh, anything. Um, you know what? We saw Girl from the North Country right before the pandemic, and it was incredible. Mm. Um, uh, what's your least favorite song from your favorite musical? Oh my God. Okay. So, uh, maybe in into the woods, the one that starts with Rapunzel screaming every time I can't remember what it is because it's a witch's song, but mm. it starts with screaming. And so every time I, it's at the end of the song before I, I'm like rapidly trying to change the song. <laughs> right. Um, what's your vice versa? What's your favorite Favorite song from Elite? Oh, um, oh gosh, that's hard. You know, I was just talking to a couple of my friends about this. That oh, this is rapid fire. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> take your time. No, I was just telling. We were talking about it, and it's like certain musicals that aren't necessarily good you grow up with, and so oh. you can't see it as being bad because you grew up with it, and you're like, no, I love this. It means so much, and then you listen to it later, and you're like, oh wait, this isn't a very good musical. Um, but the first thing that I can think of, I love Jekyll and Hyde. And this is actually an example of I love it, but some people don't. And Storybook from Jekyll and Hyde, I absolutely love. Awesome. Uh, I lost you there, but I got the answer. So great. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, advice for people who want to take their love of theater to the next level. I would say as far as like college or professionally. Like professionally. Okay. Um, I would say definitely shop around for agents 
and like if you have the ability to have a showcase or something if you're in college and have a showcase don't jump into an agent because it's the first one that you've met so um have have questions of your own as in if they if you have a showcase with school or something write your own questions down like what what shows do you see me in who do you see me as uh being similar to that's working right now so that you have the answer in your head and if somebody sees you completely differently than you see yourself that's a red flag that doesn't mean they're a bad agent but they're not they're not the right fit for you so i would say take your time and find somebody that you really trust uh and then above that just know yourself really well i think in college they urge you to show all sides of yourself like a lot of colleges will say okay you need to show your soprano and you need to show your belt but i think if you have a really good view of what you do best like i'm not a i'm not a soprano i'm a mezzo maybe i can force myself into being soprano but i'm never going i'm 58 you know i'm i'm never going to be an ingenue and nobody would cast me as that and in fact if if I came in trying to be that, I think the casting director would be like, she doesn't know who she is. Even if I sound lovely, <laughs> it, it just doesn't quite fit. And it doesn't fit for me either. So I think obviously things are changing and that's amazing. Um, gender is, is changing and shifting, which is, right. it, it should be. Yeah. Um, but in that, I think we all know each other we, we know ourselves better than anybody knows us and you yeah. can absolutely push yourself, but there's a difference between pushing yourself and not quite knowing yourself. So that goes with teachers too. Like if they're asking you to sing a song that you don't want to sing, doesn't feel right for you, then it's not right. And you can also say no auditions when you do have an agent and yeah. say, this doesn't feel right for me, but let's talk about it. Um, so knowing yourself, I think is the biggest thing. I, I wish I knew that, uh, what you're saying about finding an agent, because I had a manager a few years ago, and, like, he, he got me places. Like, I got a few rounds into the Sound of Music National Tour auditions, and, like, uh, same with School of Rock on Broadway. But, I mean, after two years, he just abandoned us, and we never heard from him again. Uh, yeah. Even after we saw some stuff on backstage, we're like, where are you? And he just... I mean, we don't know where he is now, um, but um, yeah, we're we're kind of looking. I don't know if I want to stay in the professional world anymore, but um, yeah. that's that's kind of it for me. So where where can we find you on social media? Um, my social media is Lady Strat, um, so you can find me there. I'm also on Etsy. I <laughs> a Stratton Atelier if you want to buy a handmade jacket by me. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so I'm so sorry it took so long though. <laughs> no worries. I mean, I yeah, this was so much fun. I mean, we've uh, again. I think it's been since August when you were going to be in our Q and A, which is. I think that was the last one. And then we're like, this is just not working. So we're, we're heading into a new chapter, which is totally okay. 
um and we're we'll see how we'll see how this goes but um yeah this has been such a fun time with you this afternoon uh so thanks so much for speaking with me and being so open to do this uh we hope to we all hope to see you on the stage sometime real soon thank you so much thank you thank you Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Z Podway. Remember to follow our Instagram at Z Broadway. That's Z B R O A D W A Y. And check out Emma on Instagram at Lady Strat at L A D Y S T R A T. We'll see you next time.